Hey, architecture firm owners and emerging leaders, get ready for unparalleled insight into the development of a world-class architecture firm and a worldwide organization driving the digital transformation of the design and construction industry with Build Smart, the podcast that's changing how our profession operates. We share the incredible stories behind innovation in the building industry with my friend and co-host, Patrick McLaney, FAIA, former CEO of the international architecture firm, HOK. You know, Yamasaki's office or firm lasted during his lifetime. And when he passed away, I think that was the end of the Yamasaki office. Helmut did not want that. He wanted a firm that would live out and grow beyond the founders. In season one, discover the untold stories behind HOK's meteoric rise, from 150 employees in St. Louis to a powerhouse with over 1,900 staff members and 27 offices worldwide. You know, they weren't as polite as the Kojima people. That was just boom. And anytime you have a creditor, whether it's Kojima or the bank, that wants their money, unless you can raise money someplace else, you are out of business. Bankrupt. Bankrupt. And hold on tight for season two, where Patrick takes us on a new adventure as chairman of Building Smart International, shaping the future of digital transformation in the design, construction, and operation of built assets. Ian Howell, Ken Harold, and I, Ken was my technical representative from HOK. The three of us took a tour of Europe of five cities in five days. Very busy time. Simply follow the link in the show notes to subscribe to Build Smart Now and uncover lessons that will transform you and your architecture firm. An Entree Architect membership provides online training for small firm entrepreneur architects who want to take control of their own success in business, leadership, and life. And now through Cyber Monday, November 27th, 2017, we're offering a one-time opportunity to join Entree Architect as a lifetime member for less than $500. Visit EntreeArchitect.com right now to join. You are listening to Entree Architect Podcast, and this is episode 195. Welcome back to the Entree Architect Podcast. My name is Mark Arlapage, and this is the podcast dedicated to a successful life as a small firm architect. Whether you have plans to someday start your own firm, whether you're in the process of launching a startup, or you might be an experienced small firm architect just trying to make a difference, this podcast is for you. My goal is to inspire you to build a better business so that you may pursue your purpose with passion and live the life of your dreams. We all have our strengths and we all have weaknesses. But if we focus on finding and developing and building on our strengths, rather than trying to fill in the gaps caused by our weaknesses, we'll be more successful. We'll have more impact and influence on those around us. We will enjoy greater fulfillment and quite simply, we'll live a happier life. This episode, Charette Venture Group's strength and leadership expert, Erin Poppy drops by the show this week at Entree Architect Podcast how to use StrengthsFinder to find your place in architecture. This episode of Entree Architect Podcast is supported by our platform sponsors, FreshBooks. 
BQE Software, RCAT, and Charette Venture Group. And I'm going to share a little bit more about these great companies later in the show. But as we get started here, just take a quick note to schedule some time this week to go visit each one of them and let them know that you appreciate them supporting you, the Entree Architect community. Erin Poppy, welcome to Entree Architect Podcast. Thank you, Mark. Thanks for having me. Uh, it's great. It's great having you here. Let me tell our audience a little bit about you. Uh, as Charette Venture Group's leadership and strengths expert, Erin uh, facilitates the development of strategies that allow teams to focus on and invest in their unique abilities. Before joining CVG, Erin revitalized the Strength Finder uh, initiative at Kansas State University and presented on strength engagement at Gallup's uh, inaugural Clifton Strength Summit. So she's the real deal when it comes to Strengths Finders. So this this is a topic that I love, and I know Erin that you are passionate about this topic. So I'm really excited about this conversation. This should be a, a lot of fun. Before we get into Strengths Finders themselves, I want to know a little bit more about you. I want you to go back. Uh, to where you sort of discovered uh, what you're passionate about and give us your story uh, to where you find yourself today. Of course. Well, for me, it kind of all goes back to Kansas State University. Um, I am the daughter of an architect who graduated from K-State in 92. And, um, you know, I had a very wildcat start to my life. My parents were married on campus in Danforth Chapel, had their reception in the uh, Student Union Ballroom and quickly whisked me away to Washington where my dad um, started working for a small to mid-range design firm at the time, HKP Architects in Mount Vernon, Washington. So I was raised in the architecture world. I remember going to um, HKP on off days for school and wandering around and looking at all of the models, looking at all the samples. My dad took me to uh, construction sites to see his work in action. And I remember just being so overwhelmed by the talent that came out of HKP and architects like it, that when I came to K-State, it wasn't difficult to make friends within the architecture world. Now, I should say, I'm not an architect. I didn't study architecture. I actually studied uh, journalism and mass communications as a bachelor and then uh, got my master's in public administration shortly after. Um, but I always had roots in the architecture community. I knew the language. I knew the purpose. I knew the value. And then, like you said, shortly, a short time ago, I got involved with K-State Strengths and started to really invest in learning how to talk to people about what makes them unique, what makes them valuable, what they bring to the table, and getting them to own it. And shortly after I graduated with my master's, I got connected um, with Todd Redding over at Charette Venture Group through my father, because they were working together on some projects, and Todd and I got to talking about strengths, and realized that there was a real need for this kind of conversation within the architecture industry, um, within these communities, within these firms, um, because we genuinely saw, and I saw it personally with my dad, and Todd sees it with the clients and the connections he makes within the field, um, that for as needed as architecture is, we struggle to communicate that need and that value. 
we struggle to own the talents that we bring to the table because they don't look like the person who's sitting next to us. Um, and I cannot tell you how fun it is to be able to talk to people day in and day out <laughs> um, within the architecture field and outside of it too about what makes people great. Um, there's nothing like it really. <laughs> yeah. Nobody, nobody likes talking more about, um, their strengths, you know, than anything else. Right. I mean, that's, that's, that's one topic that people love to talk about more than anything. Uh, Dale, Dale Carnegie in his book, um, how to win friends and influence people. That's the number one thing, right? Talk about yeah. the, the strengths and the, and the passions of the person you're talking to. Um, so I, I, I could imagine it's a very uh, enjoyable, fulfilling life, sort of, you know, sharing uh, these secrets of Strengths Finder and watching the light bulbs, you know, pop open above people's heads. They're like, whoa, that's me. And this is how I can apply this. And so uh, I can imagine it's a very interesting story. Let me just give a little bit of um, background uh, with Charette Venture Group. If anybody doesn't know, Charette Venture Group uh, is a is a uh, venture capital firm started by an architect, uh, Matt Ostinick, uh, who um, developed a software called um, Submittal Exchange. He sold that software to a bigger company. That bigger company went public, and Matt ended up with uh, some funds, and he wanted to take that funds and give it back to the community. And so he started Charette Venture Group. Um, soon after launching it, he teamed up with Todd Redding, who is now the CEO of Charette Venture Group, and um, and they invest in uh, small firms and help them build and grow into big firms. And so uh, if anybody's interested, you can go to charettevg.com uh, and learn all about them. Um, and Aaron is uh, a recent, uh, recently new team member over there focusing specifically on strengths, using Strengths Finder, which I want to get into that uh, specifically, um, uh, to to learn who you are and how your teams work best together. But I'm not going to get into all that. I'm going to let the expert get into that. Um, I just wanted to give some clarity and some background on Charette and, and um, who they are. And actually, Entree Architect is an investment partner with Charette Venture Group, actually the first uh, investment partner with Charette Venture Group. So good, good friends, long time, uh, long time acquaintances, and uh, they've helped us build uh, Entree Architect as we've grown. So um, Aaron, let's, let's start with um, StrengthsFinder itself. And what is it? And, um, you know, how can our community who are small firms and sole practitioners use it to help them grow and, and become more successful? Of course. Well, let me start off by saying recently Gallup has started going through a little bit of a branding change. So if you hear me use the words Clifton Strengths, I am referring to Strengths Finder. They are interchangeable for me as I move on to this new language. Um, but on the whole, this assessment is something that seeks to identify areas of a person's greatest potential for success, for success rather than failure. Um, like we said just a moment ago, it is so much fun to talk to people about what makes them great, but that conversation isn't intuitive to us because of the way we were raised, because of the structures around us, because of how we were educated. Um, more often than not, at least from my experience and from many other people that I've spoke to, the common psychology behind development for a long time has been focus on your weaknesses and become a well-rounded person. 
whereas uh, this assessment seeks to get you to go farther based on your talents. How, how much farther could you go by investing a small amount of that energy that you would originally put into something that you would just constantly struggle with to something you're naturally good at? So pick a lane and own it, and you'll see you, your team, your firms grow exponentially from there. Um, now, that's all kind of more big picture t- thinking right there, but this assessment is grounded in research that studies a wide variety of talent functions um, that really assess where your natural areas of greatness lie. Um, you know, participants are, giving, are given 20 seconds to place themselves on these statement continuums in this assessment. Um, we get a lot of comments about how that's a little bit anxiety inducing, and it's, that's true, it is, but it's meant to get your gut reaction to these scenarios. And let me clarify something now, if you don't feel attachment to either statement, you weren't wrong, you did nothing wrong. That's the way the assessment is built. Um, and after you walk through this about 45 minute assessment, um, it spits out what we call your top five talents or the top five ways you innately think, feel, or behave. Um, so for me, I could have said this earlier, but this seems as good a time as any to share my top five. It is strategic, ideation, individualization, connectedness, and learner. So what this means is that I am what we call a strategic thinker. I love ideas. I love dreaming. I love making connections with people who have other ideas and helping them take those a step farther. Um, Now, what my top five also tells you is that I am not very talented in what we call executing themes or talents that help you get things done when you're supposed to get them done. I'm a dreamer, like many of you. I am a thinker, like many of you. I struggle to be a doer. But at least having this assessment in front of me helps me to put language to that behavior so that I can better communicate it with my peers or my teammates to say, hey, look, here's where I am of value to you. I can come up with your ideas. I can come up with the reason we're doing it. I can create a story for you that will help get other people to buy into what we're doing. But don't ask me to run the numbers on this because that's not (laughs) where I'm good. Um, It's not what I want to do. And it's incredible the kind of power that comes from being able to verbalize your worth. And that translates not only within your firm but to all areas of life. You start to become more confident, more sure. Um, You start investing your time in areas that bring you fulfillment, bring you enjoyment rather than drain you on a daily basis. And you become much more capable of leveraging other people in the way they can best serve a common goal. The, the, uh, the assessment through Charette Venture Group, you've done over a hundred now, right? Mm -hmm. And and are you, yeah, obviously you're seeing patterns. Are, are most architects similar? Um, Many architects are fairly similar, yes. Um, As one can expect, certain industries tend to cultivate certain types of talents or personalities or whatnot. And within this field so far, we found that um, there is a prevalence of what we call strategic thinkers and executors in the field. Um, All talents are separated into four domains, executing, influencing, relationship building, and strategic thinking. 
And our results tell us that architects are really good at not only dreaming up, you know, ways to innovate or fix things for the future, but they're good at doing it too. Now where the gap is, is that they're not great at communicating that impact. They're not on the ball with getting people to understand their worth. Um, and that's really the challenge we're finding at CVG is um, how can we frame this discussion to encourage architects, regardless of their top five, regardless of their position, um, regardless of their organization, how can we frame this discussion to get them to not only own what they do well, but adapt to fill those needs? Yeah, I, I would I would think that, that I mean, you, there's a common refrain through architecture that uh, that architects are misunderstood that there's mm -hmm. that there's this this uh, this gap between what we do and what the world thinks we do yeah. um, and that's what you're saying is that that yep. there's a gap there that we're really good at, at dreaming and we're really good at executing but we're not very good at ex explaining what we do or communicating our worth to the world and so not only individually we're seeing that but we're seeing that in the entire profession that's a it's something that we see as a as a weakness for the entire profession, and so um, by understanding that, now we can develop strategies on how to fix that. Yes. Um, so I, what I'd love to do, and I think this might be fun, is that I could share my five strengths because I took the assessment, and uh, and maybe you can sort of show as an example with me on what you would do with a uh, a, a potential uh, CVG uh, partner. In working with strengths. Does that sound like a good idea? It sounds fun to me. Let's do it. Let's take a quick break here to say thank you to our platform sponsors here at Entree Architect, FreshBooks, Core by BQE Software, RCAT, and Charette Venture Group. FreshBooks makes it simple to send invoices, post your expenses automatically, track your time for your whole team, buy project, and get organized with reports, communication, and notifications. My absolute favorite feature in FreshBooks is the automated invoice reminders. I love this. I think sending invoices and getting paid is one of those, those barriers to our success as entrepreneur architects. Who has time, right? But if we don't get out the invoices, then we don't get paid, right? Well, FreshBooks makes it easy to send out your invoices and get paid online with a click of a button. And when your client doesn't pay you on time, FreshBooks will send them a friendly email reminder through a simple system that you control. Sign up for a free 30-day unrestricted trial and get ready for the simplest way to be more productive, organized, and most importantly, get paid faster. Visit EntreeArchitect.com slash FreshBooks to access FreshBooks for free. And be sure to enter Entree Architect in the How Did You Hear About Us section. One of the most often requested resources here at the Entree Architect community is project management software. How do we keep our projects and all our people organized while we grow as entrepreneur architects? BQE Core revolutionizes the way architects manage projects, time and expenses, billing and accounting. Made by BQE, the company behind ArchiOffice, Core saves you time while giving you the visibility, flexibility, and the power you need to grow your firm. 
work from anywhere, seamlessly collaborate, and gain transformative insights with Core's groundbreaking platform. Listeners here at the Entree Architect podcast can get a free 15-day trial of Core at entrearchitect.com slash BQE. If you've been listening to this podcast anytime during the past few months, you've heard me talking about my friends, RCAT, and hopefully you've been using their free resources on a regular basis. But for those of you who have not yet checked them out, go check them out. RCAT is a great tool for us small firm architects. RCAT has a huge library of free content, CAD, BIM, specifications, and more. And they've done all the work for you. If you need a spec, click on over, download the CSI three-part specification in multiple file formats. You need a CAD file or BIM object, it's all free, just click the mouse. RCAT has tons of building product content ready for you to use, and it's all completely free. You don't even have to register to download the content. Visit our friends over at RCAT at entrearchitect.com slash RCAT, that's A-R-C-A-T, entrearchitect.com slash RCAT, and let them know that we sent you right here from the Entree Architect podcast. Charette Venture Group invests in small to mid-sized architecture firms. Listen up, that's you. Their goal is to create action behind your aspirations. CVG seeks architect clients with a passion for growth and a dedication to becoming a stronger business. Entree Architect is an investment partner with CVG, so I know firsthand how their support has transformed my business and my life. We also have several members inside the Entree Architect Academy who are also investment partners with CVG, and it is truly a pleasure to watch these firms grow and thrive. The team over at Charette Venture Group is ready to help take your architecture firm to the next level. Your firm is unique, but your challenges aren't. Charette Venture Group can help. To schedule a free consultation with Charette Venture Group or to take their free architect business assessment to see exactly where you stand as a business, visit them today at entrearchitect.com slash CVG. FreshBooks. BQE Software, RCAT, and Charette Venture Group. Please visit our platform sponsors today and thank them for supporting you, the Entree Architect community. So I, I've taken the the, um, the assessment. Actually, you can take the, there's a book called Strengths Finder uh, 2.0, and in that they'll give you a code and you can take the assessment or you can actually go to the website and take the assessment or you can actually go through CVG and take the assessment with them, and they'll actually give you a whole bunch more value add over there. So I would suggest going to CVG to do it, but you can do it uh, other ways as well. And, and um, I did it a long time ago. Uh, I should probably take it again because I, your, your strengths change, right? They do have a tendency of changing based on major life shifts. Um, so in many cases, a change in jobs, a move, change in relationships, any of these can influence how you operate out of your talents. Now, with that, I will say that it is not recommended to retake the assessment immediately if you do not feel you've <laughs> your top five. Yeah. Don't retake it, take the time to sit down and digest the information, and I promise you, you will start to own it. Yeah. Um, but what the findings do say is that if you do choose to retake it at any time, um, you'll notice that maybe it's more of your number five or your number four that kind of switch out mm -hmm. for something 
in your six through 10. And I think it's also important to say that if you look at your top five and you look at the entire list of talents and see something in the full list that's not in your top five, it doesn't mean it was wrong. It doesn't mean you did it wrong. It just means that you might not rely on that talent as frequently as you do those in your top five. You have all of the talents. We all have all of the talents. Um, but we have the ability to be more selective on when we leverage the other ones versus, you know, for me, strategic, strategic as my number one, that pushes its way into literally everything I do. I am constantly thinking, I'm constantly strategizing, I'm constantly trying to figure out a way to do something better. Um, whereas for me, one of my lower ones is one called, um, significance or the need to, um, be seen, be heard, do something that matters. Um, that doesn't mean I don't involve myself on things that I don't believe in or that I don't think matter. It just means I am more selective on when I leverage that drive on areas that I truly, truly am all about. Yeah. So I, I would say that, that any longtime listeners of the podcast, when, when you hear my five strengths, you'll probably go, ah, yeah, it, excellent, definitely. <laughs> so Because when I read them, I was like, this is spot on. When my family reads them, they say it's spot on. And so my first is futuristic. My second is empathy. My third is belief. My fourth is connectedness. And my fifth is developer. And so futuristic, empathy, belief, connectedness, and developer uh, definitely describes me from, from my point of view. Do you want to go through each one of those and sort of talk about each one first? Or I'm just going to sort of let you take it from there. That sounds good uh, to me. I would love to walk through each of them. Um, with each one, I would love to hear just a very short description of how you define them as well. Okay, well, I, I I have the definitions in front of me, <laughs> <laughs> but but I could not look at the definitions, and, and uh, well, I, yeah, let me I could go through that. I mean, futuristic for me, and I'm not going to look at at the definitions. I'm just going to tell you what I what I think they yeah. mean for me. Uh, futuristic. I'm I've always been a dreamer since the day I was born. You can ask my family, you can ask my mom and my brothers. I am a dreamer to a fault. I'm always looking in the future. I'm always looking at what could be. Uh, for both me and the community around me. And so futuristic being number one is no surprise to me. Uh, it Because it's such a strong strength of mine, I would suggest that maybe it's even a, um, a, a fault because it takes away from other potential, uh, which may be part of the whole assessment is understanding that. Um, empathy, without a doubt, um, again, very, very strong em uh, empathy. Um, even as a child, it, it's some, I've always been concerned about others and the way they feel and the way, and I've always put myself in the position of others. Um, not a surprise that empathy is number two. Um, belief, uh, definitely have very specific core values that don't change. Um, that my principles are very strong. I know who I am. I know what I believe. Um, and, and I don't always, um, uh, work to convince others of those core values, but I know what I believe. Um, and so that would be belief connectedness. It is one of my passions to bring one person to another and watch that relationship grow into something else. 
that makes me whole. That's one of the reasons I do Entree Architect uh, is because I, it allows me to create a community. It allows me to introduce one person to another person and those people together uh, become stronger individually and uh, as a whole. And the whole entire community that has grown around Entree Architect is is a dream come true for me. It's not it's not even something that I ever dreamed would have happened. It's but the the excitement of of all of those connections being made every day um, throughout our community is really really exciting for me. Uh, without a doubt, is a is a strength of mine. Uh, and then developer, you know, that you know all of the ideas I have from the futuristic point of view. Um, I'm very good at saying, okay, this is where I want to go. This is how I'm going to get there. But the actual execution, and so I'm not sure about developer. You can talk about that to me a little bit more. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm weak at executing, although you can see that I've overcome that in many of the things I've done with the podcast and the blog uh, and, the, and the businesses that I've run. Um, but developer, I see what I, I want to do. I know how to get there. Uh, and then the actual physical execution, the day-to-day getting things done are, are the things that I have a, a weakness with. And I need to build a team around me in order for those things to happen. So how was that, I? How, how did I do? perfect, Mark. <laughs> <laughs> uh, are you sure you weren't looking at the description? I was not I looking at any, any of the descriptions. Uh, and see, that is one of the value of having people put the these descriptions in their own words is that even if you are not right on the money word for word as to what Gallup says this talent is, that's the point. These are your talents. They are influenced by your way of living, your lived experiences, your other top five. Um, so I have met people before that when they read the description in the book, it doesn't fit. But when they think about that talent in relation to their live or their other talents, suddenly they have this aha moment of, oh my God, that's totally me. Yes, just needed to reframe it. Yeah. Um, but yes, you're right on the money. Futuristic is big picture dreamer. What can we do tomorrow? Empathy is a very needed skill in our world. And it's so brilliant that you have it as your number two, that putting yourself in other people's shoes comes so naturally to you. Um, belief. That is one of the ones I typically hear people struggle with understanding initially, but you had a beautiful description of it. It is my core values that, you know, I might not need to push on anybody else or get them to buy into it, but I operate out of those and that's all I need to know. Um, connectedness, that was beautiful, that need to bring people together, to connect them, to watch them grow. I have connectedness as my number four too. And that was an aha moment for me hearing you describe it like that. She went, huh, hmm. I wonder how many people left in this week that I can connect to each other yeah. by Friday. Yeah, uh, you'll, you'll see that happen. If you go out of your way to introduce somebody to someone else and then they blossom into something else, it, it'll give you fuel. That's enjoyment. It, it, it is so much. It is it's so exciting. And you know, that leads in perfectly to developer as well, because developer is all about seeing potential, whether it's in ideas and people in opportunities, whatever it is, there's a chance to grow. There's a chance to be more. There's a chance to be better. So why not take that step towards that now? 
instead of waiting until tomorrow, which is again, perfect for your futuristic because you're also focused on tomorrow of, all right, how can we be better than we were today? And I, we talked about retaking the assessment before, and I'm going to be honest with you, I've retaken my assessment before. And it was after five years, people, I waited five long years to retake it. And sure enough, um, I used to have empathy and developer in my top five as well. And I kind of remember that feeling of frustration. You described a little bit of, well, great. I can see how people can be better. I can tell them how to be better. How are we going to get that done? Right. What do we do from here? How can I achieve that vision that I so clearly see as if it were right in front of me? And you also answered that question as well. You build teams of people around you that can fill those gaps. You intentionally seek out executors. You intentionally seek out influencers, people that can accomplish the tasks that you lay, you have laid out and that can get other people to buy into the purpose of those tasks. Now, um, I will say that I, because I came across it with students before when I was working with them of, oh, well, I have no executing talent, so I don't have to do anything, right? <laughs> no. Just dream away. <laughs> <laughs> That's not what we're saying. In fact, the beautiful thing about your talents is that you can adapt them to fill these individual gaps yourself with a little you know, strategic thinking on our end. Um, but in terms of your top five specifically, Mark, in, in going outside of building up a team around you of executors, I would challenge you to say, um, at least for me with my connectedness, I think about the people in my network. If I don't get this task done, if I don't follow through on this idea I had, how many people am I going to limit the growth for? Yeah. And that way it's not just on me because if it's just put on me, then I will adapt to different deadlines. I will adapt to different ideas. I will say there's always tomorrow. But that's not the same for the other people in my network. Some people are more deadline oriented and feel anxiety when those deadlines are met. Some people in my network are doers in the sense that if they don't take an idea and run with it immediately, then they feel frustration that it's never going to get done. Even if I might need a couple more days to think about it, if that's not communicated, then they become disconnected. And more than anything, I want to support my network to be the best it can be. So that alone, that awareness of what my how my talents can affect others, pushes me to execute, pushes me to follow through on the to-do list I've made at the start of the day, even though I don't take as much enjoyment in crossing off the items as an achiever might. Um, it pushes me to engage other ways of thinking, behaving, or doing so that I can improve my processes to be more like them. Um, I mean, I don't know about you, but I've always been, you know, a relationship builder or strategic thinker. And I realized that throughout my entire life, I've constantly surrounded myself with executors. And for a long time, that made me feel inferior until I realized that the reason I was surrounding myself with, ex myself with executors wasn't because I wanted to be more like them, because I did, and that alone caused me a lot of hardship because I was never going to be like them, and I need to accept that. But 
what I realized is that by surrounding myself with executors, I was not only learning from them in how I could adapt their processes to meet the way I operated, but also I was filling a gap for them. I was giving them insights with my empathy as to how they could relate to other people on their team and get them engaged and motivated. I was leveraging connectedness to make sure that these executors in the room were talking with the people they needed to to get things done. I leveraged that developer in order to say, you guys are already amazing, but how can we all be better as a collective? And in terms of, you know, you building Entree Architect into this dream that you never even knew you had, you know, your top five definitely came into that. Yeah. You know, like you said, you built this because you wanted to create a network for architects to benefit and grow and learn. And that speaks directly to your top five. I imagine you put yourselves in these architects' shoes every day to say, what do they need to know now? Every day. Every day. <laughs> yeah, it, it's I, it's fascinating to me to what you just said, to use your strengths to to leverage some of those gaps to sort of use this, the connectedness and the futuristic and the empathy to, to, uh, to sort of put a little pressure on yourself that mm -hmm. knowing that you're, you thrive on connectedness. So maybe you do a little things that make you uncomfortable or you're not so that aren't as much fun, uh, in order to get to that place that is fuel for you, that mm -hmm. connectedness is, is fuel for me that if I can, do the things that I don't like so much to get to that reward, I may be more likely to get those things uh, done. Real I, fascinating idea. I've never thought of that, which is why you're the expert <laughs> <laughs> and I have you here on the show. So very, very good. I love that. Um, the, the other thought that I had is that, you know, with sole practitioners, I think a lot of sole practitioners uh, who don't want to grow, you know, that they want to stay sole practitioners. And I think there's a very large segment of architects in the entree architect community who are sole practitioners by choice and they don't want to grow. They like the flexibility. They like the, 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 the ability to do what they want when they want to. Um, but they find many, many challenges because they, they only have their strengths. And so there's no place to, to fill in those weaknesses because they don't have a team. So what do you say to those people? For one, I think they should pay attention to what, what you just said to me and use that for them as well. Um, but d does, does everybody need a team with complementary strengths or can they use the strengths they have to be more successful just knowing what to do with them? I think anything is possible. So whichever way those practitioners put their mind to it, they can do it. Um, but just know that, you know, whether we're talking about strengths or teams or anything, Time and time again, we're proved, we're shown that working with others helps us go farther. And it's completely fine if you want to stay a sole practitioner and do what you do, have that independence and that growth, but then you need to really assess what do I bring to my own table and what gaps is that are those creating? Um, you know, like we said, for relationship builders, it might be that we get a little bit um, tied up and away from executing our um, tasks in front of us. Same with strategic thinkers. With influencers, we might not take a little time to sit down and think out the future before we start speaking about it. Um, but 
if you plan on remaining a sole practitioner, I would recommend that you invest in not only growing your talents to be the best they can be, um, but also look into maybe some contracting. You know, you don't have to grow your team in order to fill those gaps. There are other people who are more than willing to come in and help you um, for a determined amount of time and then walk away from you with the resources in place and the structures in place for you to continue to succeed. Um, if you, a lot of sole practitioners I've heard struggle, like we said earlier, as do many architects to communicate that value, um, of their work to their clients or to their communities. And to which I would say, look into hiring a marketing contractor, someone else who could tell your story for you while you focus on doing the work you love. Um, so, so your work at CVG. So you're working with yeah. CVG now. Um, what are what if somebody decided to go over to CVG and take the assessment? What happens at that point if somebody wanted to uh, to work with CVG uh, to to look at their strengths? Well, if someone wanted to work with CG, CVG, first thing they should do is email me at Aaron at charettevg.com. Um, because I will get them set up with all the information they need to know about moving forward. Um, but in general, what we do with our clients is administer the Clifton Strengths Assessment to a determined amount of employees at the firm. Once we have gathered their top five results, we will put them into a chart and analyze, at least on a surface level, what that means for the firm in terms of where are your strengths, where are your gaps, um, Where's, where's there room to grow? And another way we help support that research is by doing one-on-one -on -one interviews with, again, a determined amount of staff um, to really dig deeper into these results and see how these talents influence your organizational culture, your climate, your workflow. Um, and if there are any areas that we can invest more in as CVG or as your team um, to really take your work to the next step. Um, and then after all is said and done, we present a review of the firm's core talents and those imp implications and insights to the firm's leaders. Now that said, um, through the month of November, we do have a very special deal um, where for uh, $2,500, we will present this analysis package to um, not only the firm's leaders, but we'll give up to 10 access codes to individual team members and conduct up to five one-on-one -on -one interviews. So how do they, how do they connect with you for that? Just email you? Just email me at Aaron at charettevg.com and I will get you all set up. All right. And so you described working with teams and so you're really talking about firms with how many people or is, is a, is a typical investment partner with CBG? Um, well, we at least, um, administer up to 10 codes with our investment partners. And I would say our general investment partners range anywhere from, you know, 10, 20 to 25 ish. Maybe, um, we've seen some pretty large teams come through at CVG, um, that are looking to grow even more, which is always a really exciting conversation to have with them. Right. Okay, this this is fantastic. So they can reach out to you, Aaron at Charette VG as in Venture Group, charettevg.com, and uh, and they can go from there. Aaron, before we wrap up, and this may be a very obvious question at this point, <laughs> but but I want to ask you 
the same question that I ask all of my guests. Um, what is one thing that a small firm architect can do today to build a better business for tomorrow? One thing that you can do to build a better business today for tomorrow is to go to charettevg.com and download our strengths in architecture white paper that can be found under our resource tab because not only does that have all the background technical information about the assessment that we didn't get a chance to cover today, but it gives you some tangible, applicable knowledge to take back to your firms minutes after reading it to say, hey, look, even if we haven't taken the assessment yet, here's how we can start cultivating a strengths-based culture in our organization to go further. The um, That white paper, I have a very easy link to get to it. If you remember, entrearchitect.com slash CVG will take you right to that page that has the white paper on it. So uh, entrearchitect.com slash CVG and, uh, and go download that, that, that white paper. I think that's a great answer to that question. Uh, Aaron, very much, um, thank you very much for spending the time here, sharing your knowledge about um, Charette and about StrengthsFinder. Very interesting to me. I'm, I, I'm looking at my top five strengths in a very different way, so I appreciate that. And I thank you for sharing your knowledge here today at Entree Architect Podcast. Of course, thank you so much for having this conversation with me, Mark. If you liked what we shared here today and find any value in anything we're doing here at Entree Architect, I ask you to share this episode with a friend. That's the only thing I ask. This is a free podcast. We're sharing free knowledge here. All I want to do is get as many people as possible listening to this show and, and gaining from the knowledge that's being shared here. So I ask you this one question, this one opportunity, this one request to share this episode with a friend. And I think this is a great one to share. I think there's lots of value in this one. StrengthsFinder is a is a great platform. It's a great tool to learn and understand who you are and where your strengths lie and how you can affect your life by applying those strengths to the things that you do. So entrearchitect.com slash episode 195. That's the link to share for this episode, entrearchitect.com slash episode 195. And if you are listening to this episode before the end of Cyber Monday, November 27th, 2017, you still have an opportunity to join Entree Architect as a lifetime member. One low price lifetime membership. I don't think we're going to offer this again. So if you want to take advantage of this amazing offer, uh, go grab it right now while you can. Visit EntreeArchitect.com for details while they last. My name is Mark Arlepage and I am an entrepreneur architect and I encourage you to go build a better business so you can be a better architect and there's no better place to do that than here at Entree Architect. Love, learn, and share what you know. Thanks for listening. Have a great week. I've mentioned it to my family, but in terms of telling people like, oh yeah, we're doing this, I'm looking for projects. You got anything? Yeah. I'm, I'm not there yet because it scares the out of me. Dreaming of launching your own architecture firm? 
Well, we'll buckle up for a wild ride with Emerging, the podcast that shares what it's really like to start an architecture firm. Where do we begin? We don't even know what type of business to formalize as. Is it an LLC? Is it an LLP? Like how are taxes? I mean, the list is astronomical. Season one featured founders Jeffrey, Lexi, and Chris, owners of Level Studio Architecture, are your fearless guides on this unfiltered journey from napkin sketches to a thriving studio. One evening, stumbled into one last dive, we sat at the bar and pondered our postgraduate futures. Amidst the conversation, a napkin became the canvas for our aspirations, sketching plans and milestones, sealing our heartfelt commitment and shared dreams. In drawing down dreams on a napkin collectively, that (laughs) then, you know, in your head, you've rooted like, oh, I'm connected to these people, like long term. The process of starting an architecture practice brims with excitement and challenges, demanding meticulous planning, flawless execution, and unyielding resilience. I kind of hate the term because it's so overly used, but I think everybody knows imposter syndrome. And I think it's it's so real to this day. I, I, I don't know if it's with everybody, but with me, I'm always questioning like us. Can we do this? Are we ready to do this? Are we prepared? Can we do it? Did we just decide a name? <laughs> we did it, guys. Oh the one that God. came out of nowhere. Woo! It came out of nowhere. I liked it. I saw it. Ready to turn your aspirations into reality? Follow the link in the show notes to subscribe to Emerging and chart your own path to architectural success. Calling all small firm architects. It's time to tap into your full potential with Entree Architects Context and Clarity, where inspiration meets innovation. Hey, it's Mark Arlapage, founder of Entree Architect, and I'm inviting you to join my two favorite co-hosts, Jeff Eccles and Katie Kangas, as they bring together authors, experts, and thought leaders for electric conversations with entrepreneur architects around the globe. It's not just a podcast, it's a community where dreams meet action. There is a simple equation there. And what for me, what that did, just doing that basic calculation was, it allowed me to compare what I had actually saved in my retirement accounts to what I thought a possible projected annual spend might be. Artists are temperamental, so beautiful design is gonna be a priority. When the job is done, we're gonna actually need to live in the house, not live with the person who designed it. (laughs) So for me, the, the artistic skill, the architectural skill is most important. And so I would say like, that would be 60% of it, if not more. Gain insights to build a successful practice. Subscribe, engage, and let's redefine your future together. Join the Context and Clarity community, where every conversation adds to your blueprint for success.